but where is Chase Block? He's so god tier. He is so god tier. God tier. Anything below that is disrespectful. I completely agree. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rock Pod. We have a fan favorite for you guys today, but before we get into it, Saf, how are you? I am good. I have to say I love that we changed our recording time. So Em and I record on Sunday mornings now. And so now we just get to like gossip for 30 minutes about <laughs> Saturday night, which is like the best thing in the whole world. So our little recaps. Yeah, we got to have like a little tea sesh, you know, and then we can like move on. <laughs> But I'm good. How are you? I went on a little shopping spree. Because this is the thing. I gained a little weight around my stomach. Who cares, right? I'm going to the gym. My, I'm at 227. Like, your body, like, just gets different. Yeah. So I was just, like, uncomfortable in my clothes. And I'm, like, a very much, like, a dress girly, not really, like, a jeans girly. But, like, I needed to get some jeans. So, and I just have to say, there's just no better feeling than feeling comfortable in your own clothes. Yeah. And I got like two pairs of like the 90s, just straight legged, comfy jeans. Nothing is tight. Like there is just no better feeling. And then last week I talked about how I had such a bad allergic reaction to my makeup. So I went into Sephora, Sweet Brittany at the Buckhead Sephora. If you ever need help, she saved my life. Um, I was like, I need help restart from everything. Two things. The Ilya skin tint is don't know what kind of like crack or something they put in that perfection and then I'm doing the whole like makeup by Mario line no words now I assume people are saying that like when you do like get like more expensive makeup you see a difference and now I don't think I could ever go back yeah and then last I have a new show that I'm watching currently obsessed every Sunday at 9 p.m I'm watching is true detective so it's crime, but also sci-fi. Okay, and this I've season, seen, I've seen True Detective season one. Are you just watching the season that's on now? Yes. Okay. Because Alex and I started watching it, but because he's seen both season one and season two, but season three, like it takes place in like Alaska at like the art, like close to the Arctic. Like it is just, I am glued to the screen. Okay. I, and I said this a couple weeks ago, what we need as a society right now is a unifying yeah. television show to watch. So HBO normally does it. Maybe I can tune in with you. Yeah, I am. I'm obsessed with it. So highly recommend. Have you caught up on House of the Dragon so that you'll be up to date when it comes out this summer? Oh, no, I gave up on Game of Thrones. I made it to season one, episode nine. Emily. Okay, but you I gave up House of the Dragon. Okay. Because I know your boyfriend, I know that you would get such good dick after watching House of the Dragon. Like, that would be, <laughs> that would be such a little present for him. And so I think that you should do that. It'll, it will be good for you in the end, I think. Okay. Maybe. You're welcome. <laughs> I have a couple things that I'm currently, like, really obsessed with. The first one is the Spotify daylist that change every, like, day every time of day depending on your mood and so I'm gonna pull mine up I want you to pull yours up because I don't know what your day list is right now 
Okay. I've also been obsessed with my idealists and have been like saving it to like make playlists. Oh, I love them. Mine currently is Happy Folk Van Life Sunday Afternoon. You listen to classic and mountain music on Sunday afternoons. Here's some nature crunchy mountain music for you. Mine is Nature Forest Sunday Afternoon. You listen to mountain music and folk folksy on Sunday afternoon. Here's some nature forest earthy crunchy. I'm you know what I had yesterday? The same person. The same person. You know which one I had yesterday? That was like it was raining outside. It was just like I just had no words. Oh, yesterday I had rainy day cottage core Saturday morning. Ooh, I had exi- I had exile on there. Some Noah Cyrus champagne problem. Ooh, that's Hozier. a good one. Perfect. I'm no, just I love the, over the fact that we have the literal same fucking Sunday afternoon. We are the same bitch in a different way. Really. <laughs> my favorite one from this past week, I've been taking screenshots throughout the week of my faves, was Girl Dinner Treadmill Tuesday afternoon. And it was like Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, like fun. I guess like if you're doing like treadmill walks, that's what the vibe was. Okay. What was it? I'm going to see if I can find that one. Tab, what is your Spotify? Um, I have literally no idea. How would I find that information? Oh, wait. Oh, I'm a boomer. I don't know. Oh, we have a blended playlist. Did oh. you know that? No. <laughs> yeah, a blended music for Emily Jane 49 and Savannah updates daily. Oh, yeah, you follow me. Okay. Well, that's good. Just start adding shit to the playlist. <laughs> I feel like that's a sign of true friendship. You have a blended playlist with someone on Spotify. You should do one with Seth. I did one with Alex. And we have such separate music tastes that it's like I'm not listening to this. Oh, no. Seth and I have the same taste in music. So our shared playlist actually became our, like, beach playlist because it's the same shit. I like that. That's cute. I'm so annoyed with Seth because I told him, like, I don't know, two fucking years ago. I was like, hey, I think you really like (laughs) Zach Bryan. He's like, yeah, I don't want to listen to that. I don't fuck with country. I'm like, okay, whatever. Now he comes in the house two weeks ago because Zach Bryan is headlining Hangout and we're going. And, like, we already bought tickets. So he's, like, getting into the lineup. And he comes home and he's like, oh, my God, have you ever heard of Zach Bryan? He's great. I'm like, oh, yeah, this little indie (laughs) artist Brian, no, I've never fucking heard of him, Seth. We have tickets to two of his concerts. He was like, I've never heard of him before. He's great. Like, you've been trying to tell him. Like, bitch, I told you. I put you on. I know. I fucking love Zach Bryan. Okay, so current obsession, Spotify Daylist. The Traders on Peacock. Have you heard of or been watching this? No. Okay, they took reality TV stars. It is so campy and so extra. They took all these reality TV stars. You have people from The Challenge, people from Love Island, so many housewives, a couple people from Survivor, like hits, bangers, absolute people that we love watching on TV. They put them in this house and it's kind of like the game Mafia, you know, when like you close your eyes, Mafia wake up and then you pick someone to kill and then you're trying to guess who the Mafia is. Yeah. It's literally that, but in a show, and they're trying to guess who the traitors are. I like that a lot. It is so fun and, like, so harmless. You know what I mean? Just, like, good, like, put on, enjoyable Gee, yeah. So I would recommend that. The other thing that I'm currently eating up is, and I'm not 
I'm not going to publicly say that I'm picking a side because I'm scared of both of these fan bases. <laughs> I am scared of the Barb's so much more than I'm scared of the Swifties. But the Megan the Stallion and Nicki Minaj drama, have you been following along? I have been following along. Bitch ain't mad at Megan, you're mad at Megan's Law. And Megan's Law is about pedophiles not being able to like go near schools and the sex offender registry. And Nicki Minaj is a husband is a registered sex offender yeah i i was floored i was just like i have been constantly on social media just like i'm locked in again i am petrified of the barb so i'm not saying a fucking word about it other than that i'm just like really invested two more things i'm currently obsessed with one my zumba class from yesterday i've been wanting to find like a little I really want to go somewhere that has like an hour of like hip-hop dance choreography due to the LSU Tiger Girls coming on my TikTok timeline I'm like I want to learn this dance and like go do it for an hour so I went to Zumba yesterday it was so fun if you don't know Emily and I took Zumba one summer in college and like I love you to the end of the earth but like you do I would not say rhythm is something that you <laughs> like innately possess. So Zumba with Emily was the most fun thing ever. And so- I fucking love Zumba. I do Zumba up. <laughs> you do. We had so much fun at Zumba. It was like a core friendship memory. It really was. And then I'm going to transition into what we've been reading because I need to have the floor for a moment. And I also need to make a public <laughs> statement and apology I talked so much shit about how Crescent City was bad. I've been talking about this for two years, about how it, like, was not good. I couldn't get into it. Like, I'm so bored, blah, blah, blah. I stayed up until 2 o'clock in the morning last week, finishing book one. I mean, just, like, sobbing. Like, my eyes were puffy by the time I got to the end of the book. So I finished the first book. I'm currently reading the second book. The third book comes out Wednesday. So, like, I'm, I'm busy. I'm booked. I have plans this week and it's reading. I just am obsessed. I don't know if it's better than A Court of Thorns and Roses, but currently I'm just like really consumed by like the storyline and the mystery and the characters. And like, that's just where I'm at personally. Okay. So what else have you been reading other than The Crescent? So have you been able to like move on? And like oh my God. Else? Oh my God. No, God. <laughs> I read the devils were the devil wears black I took like a little pause in between even though this was a reread which we're talking about today so I had like a little palette cleanse in between I'm sure that's what I'll do whatever book we're reading next week I'll take a little pause in between two and three but like god no I haven't been doing anything else <laughs> what about you so I did the devil wears black reread absolutely loved it and so I ordered two books that came in. I ordered Stable Peak, which is the last Eden's book. Um, I've just have been very invested in the whole Eden's like series and life. So this is the last one. But I also got Meet Your Match, which is the first in Candy Snyder's new series. Ooh, so yeah. I don't know which one I want to read first, but I'm like really like interested in both books. Meet Your Match is hockey, right? Yeah. Okay. I want you to start that and then let me know if we should do it for the pod. Okay, I'll start that one then. Okay. Yeah. Because I honestly, anything that Candy Snyder will write and like Daphne Perry, like I am reading it. Yeah. I mean, Candy Snyder is just like solidly good. Does not miss for me. No. You know, I'm I'm more of an Elsie Silver girl and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So getting into the, to um, this week's read. So LJ Shen is a friend of the program. 
and an author that both Sab and I love. She likes to write about unapologetic alpha males and the women who bring them to their knees. Her books have been sold to 20 different countries and have appeared on some of their best-selling lists. She lives in California with her husband, son, and eccentric fashion choices, and she enjoys good wine, bad reality TV shows, and catching sun rays with her lazy cat. Books by LJ include the Center Saint series, Sparrow, The Kiss Thief, and In the Unlikely Event. Today, we are discussing The Devil Wears Black, which follows the unorthodox and spunky love story of Chase and Madison. And for the dedication, we have two things. So she dedicated it to, for Lynn and Lillian, you ladies are my favorite book club ladies. And then like the next page, she has a quote from Chase Block. And it's two things the devil and the color black have in common. They are always dark and never out of fashion. LJ also has a book that came out five days ago, Damaged Goods, which is about Lev and Bailey. And it is technically included i think in either sinners of saint or all saints high i think it's all saints high i did pre-order it's not here yet i pre-ordered i didn't pre-order from amazon i pre-ordered from like an indie bookstore because i was trying to give back (laughs) my pre-order isn't here yet but that's fine (laughs) i need to add that to my list to read yeah i'll let you know i just love lj yeah like, that's okay. I think I've read almost every single one of her books. Yep. And there's only two that I don't like. And I think I can say that. I think The Kiss Thief is just not it for me, but you loved See, it. That was, that, I loved it. And then my two favorite books by her are, like, her two, like, very underrated books. One is Playing With Fire. And then um, I absolutely loved in the unlikely event. Like it was just so different than like any kind of like book I've ever read. But I feel like those two books are so underrated by her, but they are like my two favorite. I just, I just love that woman. Anything she writes, I will read, I will buy. So I think she's the person that we've done on the pod the most. That calculates. Yeah. I mean, it's like, whatever. (laughs) Okay, getting into this week's plot review. Maddie already fell for the hot devil who is Chase Black, but being martyr Maddie, she can't seem to let down others in need. So when Chase Black comes back into her life with a proposition for a fake engagement, even after he cheated on her, she can't turn him away. Ronan Black, Chase's dad, is in the advanced stages of cancer and doesn't have long to live. So Chase cracks this plan to have Maddie as his fake fiance to make his dad feel proud and see his family grow before he passes away. No problem for commitment phobe Chase, but a few problems for a wedding dress designer Maddie who never really got over Chase Black in the first place. Chase's plan is almost perfect, except for the feelings he had for Maddie that he never really let go of, Maddie's current flame that is completely wrong for her, and his brother-cousin not buying a single second of their charade. In the end, Chase and Mad get a happily ever after that they and Ronan wished for, complete with the backyard wedding Maddie always dreamed of. So I gave this five stars across the board. It was so funny, and this story just had me sold from the first page. Like, rereading it again, like, I had no issues with rereading it. I love when books have letters in it, and the letters from Madison's mom were very sentimental. I liked, like, the fun facts about the flowers, and I did really enjoy the touch with Layla's words of the day on her door. 
Like, I thought that was, like, a fun, friend-like way for them to communicate. Chase Black is so fucking, like, witty, dry, and sharp. It just makes him even more, like, hotter. Like, his coldness and being so calculated made me swoon. Maybe I need help. I don't know. I just thought that I really enjoyed that. Um, I ate it up that Madison was the complete opposite of Chase and that she embraced her personality and who she was throughout the book. Like, being nervous around family and drinking a little bit too much wine is very relatable. Like, Sab and I literally have texted each other at family functions, but what is the appropriate last amount of wine to have? Mm-hmm. I love how Chase had everything black into a schedule, whereas, like, Madison was, like, more homey and, like, messy in a way. Like, even her dog had a big personality. It's like it was just the complete opposite of who, like, Chase was. He was so in love with her, and it was just funny seeing him try to, like, deny it. He was, like, really scared to open up, but when he started to open up and fall in love, it was almost sweet that he was scared because, like, you just wanted him to win, like, Madison over and, like, actually get what he wants. Personally, I can relate to Madison being matriarchal because I truly cannot say no to people. It is so hard for me to not be a people pleaser. The Azalea competition. And them arguing in the flower shop is one of my favorite scenes. And then when he put the wedding, like the couple's wedding flowers on his tab, I was like, I'm a goner. That is truly one of my favorite scenes. And then um, I loved the love that this man had for his family. Like him, like having like the fiance and like Maddie, it wasn't really him about getting CEO. It was more like he wanted his family to be happy in like his dad's last days and like that's all he really cared about was, like, the joy. He was always with his dad. He cared about his mom and his sister, Katie. So I love the way that he loved his family. And then, so his co- bro cousin, whatever, Julian, is an asshole. And so he called Maddie, like, a six. And he said, Chase was like, I called bullshit about Julian's six remark. Madison was a solid 12 on her worst days. She wasn't just wholesomely beautiful but also in a sexy way that women who are not worried about being sexy were. You know what kills me though? is like, he's saying shit like this on like page 57. You know what I mean? Like we were done for before we yeah. started. I personally think that he was done for when he was sitting on her staircase. Oh, absolutely. And he saw her with another guy. Yeah. I love this book. I even loved it this much the second time around. So I gave it five stars. Personally, I think that this is the blueprint for both enemies to lovers and also fake dating. And I think that's why recently I've hated fake dating so much because it's not this. I laughed my ass off while reading this book. Chase Black is so dry and so funny and devilish, but in the best way possible. Martyr Maddie is someone I also can relate to as an Enneagram 2 and someone with the like helper gene. So many things about this story made sense and made me laugh. Dr. Paw Patrol with his fucking half marathon tights. I was cackling at Chase Black making fun of this man. That was so fucking funny. (laughs) Like I just had no words. I was like, I was like, here we go. Here we go. Like, what does it say about me that I want you to belittle a man in front of me? I don't know what that says about me. But him making fun of, like, just his entire being, like, I was on my knees. 
Um, Daisy peeing in everyone's shoes was also incredibly funny to me. Like, I think I agree with what you said. Like, the dog even had such a big personality. Lydia and her words of the day. And then a family with just a lot of love and drama. Like, I think a lot of times in books like this, especially where there's, like, CEO title hanging in the balance, which it never was. He was always going to be the CEO. Like, you expect the family to hate each other or be, like, really dysfunctional. And don't get me wrong. Like, this family was not... Not, not the like picture perfect display of function but like they loved each other so much and they really thought about one another and I just really enjoyed that Chase was a complete goner like not even a quarter of the way through the book he was gone so I loved that for all of us I liked the concept that he was so scared of commitment but absolutely obsessed with Maddie and tried to devise a plan to keep her in his life on his terms which obviously didn't didn't work right he was like oh shit I've been tricked into a full-blown relationship let me boy logic is so fucking stupid he boy masked his way too close to the sun he was like let me make her think that I'm hooking up with somebody and then she's gonna miss me and we'll just be friends with benefits and like that is not the way that the female brain works <laughs> like <laughs> you know like, men are so men are so unserious <laughs> men are so fucking unserious I literally had told that my boyfriend said something one day and I was like, man, like, I was like, you guys are just so unserious. So unserious. I said that when I was watching Dune, I was like, y'all don't want to actually watch things. You just want to have opinions so that you can share. (laughs) (laughs) So Chase Black was unserious as hell. And I also think I love this so much because Chase and Vicious are like low key same bitch, different font. <laughs> and so this to me was like so vicious and Amelia coded. And I'm completely fine with that because that's my like Roman Empire book humble. So I'm cool with it. Okay, a couple quotes. At the end, Mad says, I'd fallen in love with Chase Black while his father was dying. And I'd fallen for myself too once I'd realized I was worthy of a man like Chase Black. Frankly, that I was worthy of anyone. So I love this whole ongoing saga of like, she made herself into what she thought that other men would like want from her. So she held a lot of herself back and like kept pieces away of her. And so when they're like fighting and bickering constantly, Chase is like, I have this like watered down version of her and I was still obsessed with her. But now that I have this like true version of her, like it's in game, it's over with. And so I love that. Like, she got to fall in love with herself, too, by, like, bickering and, like, being snarky. And then the azaleas. Personally, for me, I'm on the floor. <laughs> like, you know the TikTok sound, and it's like, and then people die? Like, that was me with the azaleas. I'm just so obsessed with him. I loved the fight about the azaleas in the flower shop. I loved her finding them in the pantry with fucking humidifiers, and, like, he'd taken so much care of these azaleas I love when Ethan handed his back and he was like I just didn't have time for them like they were just so indicative of their relationship and like such a good what's that word like simile or like metaphor whatever for who they were and I was just like could not have been better could not have been better this book and like we're about to get into the spice I gave it one pepper you also gave it one pepper I did also give it always say that they could always be more spice but I think that this book had like the perfect amount of like spice for this like book in this story 
Yeah. Like, I'm not mad that there was not more spice. I do think it's funny, though, because I read this. I put that I read this PDOV, pre-Dinner Vipers. So I (laughs) (laughs) I think in, like, 2019, when I read this, I was like, ooh, like, fanning myself, which, don't get me wrong, I still was. But, like, it was a lot spicier. It was a lot less spicy than I remembered it, but I'm not mad about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of like a slow burn for like the tension just like breaks between the two. Like it like literally it just like snaps and like he is on her. So she goes, he sank inside me, sheathed and throbbing, entering me slowly, deeply, his face so concentrated and intense, I couldn't close my eyes. And one thing I loved about their spice was like they also like giggled and like laughed during mm-hmm. it. And so he's she goes, he laughed, kissing my neck, and then capturing my mouth as he began dressing inside of me again he grabbed the back of my thighs pounding into me forcefully a second climax unflurred under my belly button and spread when chase flipped me onto my stomach and entering me from behind and then she like said something she was like um she's like you don't even know like how we like look like when we have sex and he was like oh i know we look hot and she was like how and he goes because i watched us in my bedroom mirror when we were doing it he said some off the wall crazy shit. He did. He did. Like when she's at the pool party across from his house and he's <laughs> like, oh, nice bikini, by the way. And she like sends a picture back and he's like fully hard. Like they just had this like banter that was so hot, so next level. Yeah, their chemistry was through the roof. Fucking crazy. So. At one point, he's picking her up to go on a date. He goes on and on about how horribly she dresses, which I think must be, like, low-key and LJ kink, and I'm okay with. Like, I've accepted it at this point. She always has her main, her female main characters in some wild fucking outfits. So he's expecting her to look a little cuckoo bananas, and he opens yeah. up her, and she has on this, like, little black dress with this, like, cute necklace, and her hair is just, like, she, like, looks hot. He says... Matt opened the door and I became weak in the knees and hard everywhere else because what the fuck? Like, he's picking her up and he thinks this to himself. My cock stood for a round of applause throwing imaginary roses at her feet. If a man does not have these thoughts going through his head when he picks me up, I do not want him. Very accurate. (laughs) And then when they're finally banging... I'm just going to, I summarize like a, uh, my favorite pieces of them finally getting it on. Chase kissed his way down my body, taking each pert nipple between his teeth and giving it an appreciative tug. The chill of his cold breath against my wet nipples made delicious shivers run down my body. Chase Black was gorgeous to look at from every angle, but especially as he gazed up at me with his pale eyes while sliding his tongue inside me, half smirk still intact. My breath shook when I came down from the high. His mouth still pressed to my interest. He licked his way up my body, then shoved his tongue into my mouth in a dirty kiss. No matter how badly we bickered with each other, he always made me feel goddess-like in bed. And that's that. (laughs) Like, he really did. But that's the thing. I think that him, like, wearing the outfits is honestly, like, just a coping mechanism of his because the way you don't say this stuff about or like his actions like you don't do that if you're not in love oh for sure for sure he was in love with her the whole fucking time but he was just scared yeah 
But, like, it was just, like, the teasing, the cat and mouse, everything was just, like, so, like, sensual. And then, like, when it broke, it it broke. Yeah. Like, again, I don't mind if I only get you banging one time. If every, if your chemistry is, like, off the fucking charts to the point where I'm, like, grinning, giggling, kicking my goddamn feet while I'm reading it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, on, like, I remember when I first read this, read this on a Kindle, but I loved this book so much that for the reread, I was, like, I have to get the hard copy. Oh, same. Oh, same. Do you want to know what's so embarrassing? I started tabbing because I remember that I had these tabs. I mean, I lost my bookmark and I was like, fuck, I have these tabs. I'm going to use them as a bookmark. Then I was like, oh my God, wait, I have to take a picture of this for the pod. And I can't have all these goddamn tabs (laughs) sticking out. So I undid them and I'm going to do them back because I have so many tabs for this book about how in love I am with this fictional man. Yeah. I have a lot of highlighted stuff. Mm. Chef's kiss. Okay. Should we get into the discussion questions? We should. Okay. So, there are a few villains in the story. So, Sav, choose your villain, Amber or Julian. Okay. I hated both of these individuals quite equally, I have to say. I, I like, don't know. Like, my heart breaks for baby Chase being with Amber, but also Julian was like someone that he looked up to and he was like fucking with him and telling everybody that the dad was sick. I was like, this is not okay. So they're equally horrible, but Amber lying about the father of her child is like so fucked up to me that she becomes number one villain. But Julian is like, like they were truly meant to be together because they both suck ass. What about you? I agree. I think I hate Julian more just because I think both suck but I have such a soft spot for like Mr. Black for Chase's dad that like him I just couldn't like the thing would he try to be like Clementine like they were so mean towards this poor Clementine but and he was like Clementine's not mine like the way that he was just like trying to like fuck and just be so calculated like with Chase and like him inviting Ethan to that family gathering was so fucking uncalled for mm, that agreed. I just think that Julian is the worst is worse than Amber, but they both like blow. Yeah, they both are horrible. I completely agree. Yeah. I was thinking last night because no, I was thinking yesterday. We went to get breakfast and Seth ordered pancakes and it brought me back to because then I was like I had this whole conversation with Seth about waffles versus pancakes. We got into like a whole breakfast thing. But when she, when they're at dinner and Clementine wanted pancakes and she's like, oh, we don't have the mix. And Maddie was just like, oh, well, it's just, I, I don't know the ingredients, just this list of five ingredients. Like I can do it real quick. Yeah. That is a slay from the depths of hell. Like you slayed so hard that you were like, oh, well, pancake mix is just these four fucking things. Like I can do it real quick. Oh my god, this like reminded me of like just like bad parents. So yesterday, my boyfriend and I went out for dinner. Okay. So these two boys, they had to be like twins. They had to be like nine years old. They're like sitting right here. Their parents are right here. I kid you fucking not, the whole dinner, the parents are on their phones. No. Like not not even like phone calls, just like scrolling. And one of the kids like said something to the dad, and the dad was like, huh? And, like, kept scrolling. And they, re- they reminded me of Amber and Julian. Mm. 
you know, we're obsessed with a book when we're placing things into our real, our real whole ass lives from yeah. this book. Yeah, this book is just a masterpiece. And it's so I underrated. Really it was $8 on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, it, it deserves an immense amount of more hype. Like, so underrated. Yeah. Okay, here's my next question. And because you know, I've been, I have been in a breakup with fake dating. Do you think that there is a real scenario in the world where a fake engagement has taken place? I think so. Okay, can you get, like, do you think it's, like, rich people? Do you think it's, like, royalty? Like, I just can't figure it out. Yeah, I think it's, like, very, like, rich people, like, elite or, like, royalty. But I think a million, a million percent. If someone has been in a fake engagement, can you please let us know like I am dying I would love to be a fly on the wall for two weeks on like the upper like east coast like society like elite oh yeah just to see all the shit that goes down Mm, okay totally fair I just like I don't know I'm going back it has to I think it has to would you ever get in a fake engagement probably (laughs) sure why not i've read so many horror stories about it who fucking cares let's do it (laughs) would you it just depends on the person i don't think i could i don't think i could fake date somebody either i don't know i think i could i just need to know if this has like happened for somebody please report back Okay, getting into our most favorite segment of the Spice Rack and how we picture Chase Black. Chase Black to me is Jacob Elordi. I said the same thing. Oh my God, I'm so glad. I I would like a little bit more of like a filled out Jacob Elordi. Not as much baby girl Jacob Elordi, more of like... Like Henry Cavill, (laughs) but Jacob Elordi. Yeah, for sure. The same height, the same face, but like maybe like a little bit more of a sturdy build. I don't want him to look like a gust of wind could really challenge him on the day. <laughs> he has a permanent smirk on his face. I also think that he takes the subway, which he did in this book, which is apparently my new personal kryptonite, is a rich, wealthy New York man taking the subway. Impeccably dressed at all times. Buys you flowers anytime he feels like. And so you have a collection, like, in the kitchen, on your vanity, at your office. Like, you have flowers everywhere constantly sending you dirty texts and saying the absolute filthiest things in your ear at events. I think that he would be going down on you in the limo on the way to the gala. He gets lunch weekly with his sister, calls you up to his office for a nooner, which is like a little, you know, little afternoon delight. I, this is my niche, (laughs) really niche comment. I think that he would have, if we were in the year 2013, he would have teenage girls making Tumblr pages about him. Like he would so be, funny. He would be like a society man. Buys you a cabin in Vermont so you can get out of the city on weekends. That's a pretty solid one. Thank you. I also pictured him as Jacob Elordi. I went really back and forth between Jacob Elordi and like Henry Cavill, but like really just said, well, Jacob Elordi. This man definitely wears matching Lululemon on his run, all black, like he did in this book. Um, he hates everyone but you and like his very close circle and like he never misses a guy's night with his friends like where they're just like shooting the shit the whole time um he has a florist on speed dial so he never lets you go without fresh flowers 
And he volunteer coaches a sports team that his niece is on because he doesn't trust anybody else. And he has weekly dinners with his family. To me, he is the older brother that your sibling is afraid to introduce their significant other to. <laughs> I love that. And um, he, I think that he's like constantly like teasing, like just never misses the opportunity to have sex with you. But personally, I just really feel like he is the one, the older brother that the significant other is scared. Yeah, to bring somebody. as he should be. Okay, I would also like to say I have gone down a rabbit hole of the Paul, Paul Mezcal chicken shop date. Have you been on this? Huh? Do you know what chicken shop date is? No. <gasps> okay, it's this, YouTube <laughs> it's this YouTube channel. It's kind of like hot ones, but this woman takes them to a chicken shop and like asks them questions. Like that's the whole thing. And so Paul Mezcal did a chicken shop date and he's just like, like a little king. I'm going to send you the link so you can watch it after this. I just feel like all of these, Gen Z is very much into like a little fragile baby boy. Like that's what everybody wants. So all of these book boyfriends are like sturdy men. And so I've been on the hunt for like, where are the book boyfriends that are like fragile baby boys? Okay, getting into our last segment. So we have the boyfriend pyramid. So um, scientifically proven. At the bottom, we have ultimate friends with benefits. And then you have meet the parents. And then we're going to white picket fence. And then you're going to God tier. And Sav, I know this is a silly question. But where is Chase Block going? He's so God tier. He is so God tier. So God tier. God tier. Anything below that is disrespectful. I completely agree. <laughs> he is in the God tier penthouse. Like, he's in the penthouse of the little village. Yeah. So, God tier for me, for sure. For sure. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of The Spice Rack. Hopefully, you enjoyed The Devil Wears Black. If you didn't, don't tell us because we're not interested in your negative feedback about Chase Black and Maddie. And next week, we are going to get a little into hockey for the last week of January. No, first week of February and read Meet Your Match by Candy Steiner. We haven't read this, but Candy doesn't really miss. So I'm thinking it's going to be fantastic and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. See you guys next week.